This is Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Welcome to Leadership in Motion. In this episode, we'll discuss barriers to effective communications. Barriers to effective communications. We live in a society that is remarkable in this day and age. We have so many different ways to communicate as opposed to how it was maybe about 15, 20 years ago. Today we have email, snail mail, text mail, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, voicemails, video conferencing, teleconferencing, Facebook, Instagram, telephones, cell phones, instant message. We have so many different ways to communicate with people. It's just totally amazing if you think about the different methods that we can use to actually communicate to, to anyone, to our employers, to our, our spouses, to our families, in the workplace, outside the workplace, at work, rest, or play. We have so many different ways to communicate to people. But when surveys are conducted, especially climate surveys within organizations and businesses throughout the whole entire country, the number one complaint that people have is communications. This organization has problems communicating. You would think with so many different ways and means to actually communicate that that would never ever even come up as a complaint within organizations, but it actually does. It's just totally incredible to just think about it. Barriers to com communication can include dissatisfaction or disinterest in the organization. See, like, for example, if you really don't like what you're doing, you don't like the organization that you're, you're with, all of a sudden, right, when you find yourself at a meeting and the manager, the supervisor, or somebody is conducting the meeting, you're not even... You're not even paying attention to the person because you're very dissatisfied with your work environment, your, your position, or whatever the case may be. So people actually just tune out. They're like, I really don't want to be here. Yes, I, I was forced to be at this meeting. So that's one method that basically hinders communications. Inability to listen. Inability to listen. There's a lot of... Uh, other people out there that just they just don't want to listen they just they, they may like their job but th there might be something within the organization maybe a, a, a supervisor that's communicating that they really don't like or they just don't want to listen you see these people all the time in fact Probably if you attend a meeting or two, right, you see these people, right, you know, they're there texting on their cell phone, they're checking their, their, their Facebook status or, or, or doing other things rather than listening to somebody communicating. So that's another thing that, that hinders communication. Lack of trust is another. Lack of trust. If you don't trust what the person is saying, then automatically you're just going to tune out. Lack of trust. And I'll tell you something that happened to me. I remember a long time ago, well, probably not too long ago, maybe a couple of years ago, I was always asking the general, the base commander of, of my, 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 my base where I was stationed, the same question over and over again. It happened to, to be about wages. 
wages. What ha- the what happened was that the unit actually merged with another unit, but the people that were getting lower salaries were never brought up to the same level as the unit that they merged with. So it was a question that I kept on bringing up, and over and over, the commander would say, we're working on it, we're working on it. This went on for three years. So after about a year, I would still stand up and I would still ask the same question, but I would know that he wasn't going to act on anything. He really didn't care. So there was a lack of trust. I really, so it got to the point where he would go ahead and, and give his meeting, his stats on what's happening within the organization, and I actually wouldn't even be listening. And a lot of other people also would tune out because of lack of trust. Communication styles. That's another thing that hinders communication. How you communicate with people. Some people like a very direct approach. Okay, this is what we got to do, yada, yada. Some folks, they need a little bit more details. Okay, you know, what is it that you want me to do? I understand that you want me to do this, this, this. Some folks need a little bit more specificity when you're communicating with them. If not, then they don't understand what you're, what you ask, what you're asking of them. So you have to figure out how people actually take in communications. What do they really appreciate? And so that way they can be more productive and actually listen better uh, within your organization. Conflicts in the workplace. Conflicts in the workplace is another thing that hinders organizations. Especially if there's a conflict between, well, it was this unit's responsibility or that unit's responsibility to do the work. And nobody wants to communicate with each other. And and the thing about conflicts in the workplace, sometimes it has to do with ego. A supervisor feels that, you know, he's in control. You know, he wants to make all the decisions. He does not communicate to his subordinates. He doesn't communicate to other units uh, to, to, to get the job done. So there's conflicts within organizations. And and the thing about it is, is that it's sort of like, I, I, I remember specifically one supervisor telling an employee, I don't pay you to think. I'll do all the thinking. You know, you just go ahead and do your, your, your job. That is the worst thing that you can do to an employee, and a subordinate especially. I don't pay you to think. That, that, that's an insult. It's an insult to someone's intelligence. That creates conflict within the workplace. Cultural differences within the workplace. And I don't mean ethnic culture, you know, I what I mean is the the workplace organizational culture. That's that's what I'm talking about. I I knew I knew a very talented, very intelligent um, lady who became director of one of our units. And she she was capable, she knew what she was doing. But in a male-dominated work environment, the co- there was conflict. There was cultural conflict because they were not used to a female giving them directions and orders and telling them what to do. Employees actually would just tune out. They would not communicate. And subsequent, subsequently, 
the the unit actually you know started de- deteriorating. It, it's a culture that needed to to be addressed, but it, it was so ingrained within the organization that that's that's a major problem. Is cultural. One of the things about communication barriers is that there's always someone out there that's always that always believes that they are the gatekeeper of communications. You know these people. These are the type of people, they go to the, the staff meetings, the regional meetings, or whatever meeting that they attend. Yeah, they get all sorts of information. And then when they come back the very next day, and when people ask, oh, how was that meeting? Ah, there was nothing. It was, it was about nothing. It was about nothing. So you went and attended a two-hour meeting across town, or in some cases across the state, maybe somewhere uh, that you attended a meeting, maybe in some other state, and came back. Oh, it was nothing. No. Those people basically assigned themselves as a gatekeeper of information. They know what's going on within the organization, but they don't care to let other people know. These You can see this also, especially when there's job postings, when the organization probably is going to expand and there's going to be brand new positions and they don't want uh, other people to apply for a position. They feel that someone can probably try to uh, get a promotion ahead of them. These gatekeepers actually hinder organizations, especially organizational growth. Some tools that you can actually use to improve communications are, one, ask questions. When someone is talking, ask questions. Do you mean this, this, this? Or um, let, let me see if I understand what you're saying. Is this what you're trying to communicate to me? Another thing, number two, is paraphrasing. Just t- take exactly what they told you, told you and just paraphrase it. Oh, so so this is this is what you what you're trying to get across. Paraphrase. One thing that paraphrasing does do is it actually tells the the speaker that you're actually listening. You're paying atten- attention to what they're saying. Use examples. If you're communicating to someone, sometimes it, you may have to use examples. Like for myself, I try to use examples from my workplace, from places and people that I have encountered throughout my, God, almost 30 years of being a supervisor and manager, I tried to use examples. And let me tell you, I have never been at a loss for supervisors that have given me a lot of examples, you know, especially good communication or or bad communications. Another thing you can do is be empathetic. Think, put yourself in their position. Okay, so, you know, try to feel what they're feeling. Okay, I understand how you feel. I understand that you really don't like this job, and I understand that, you know, you're trying to to move up up within this organization. You know, I I, I hear you, you know, because I've been trying to also try try to move up, or whatever the case may be. Put yourself in their position. And and so that way they understand that you, you actually value what they're saying. Because if you don't value what they're saying, then then to, to them, it's sort of like they just wasted their breath. Positive attitude. One of the things about effective communications is that you have to have a positive attitude. Be positive, 
feel that you're going to get something out of this communication, whether it's going to be good or bad or whatever the case may be or indifferent. It really doesn't matter. Have a positive attitude that you're going to get something out of this. It's it's worthwhile. If somebody decided to go ahead and make a make an appointment with you, okay, you're going to be here at 9 o'clock, we're going to have a meeting and stuff, then it was worth their time. It was worth their time to 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 meet with you. Have a positive attitude about what you're going to meet and talk about. Giving feedback. Giving feedback to people. And one of the things that I've said before in some of the previous episodes, right, about feedback, you don't have to be a supervisor or a manager to give feedback to people. I give feedback to my coworkers all the time, especially when I take a look at some of the work that they do. I have We have this one carpenter in this this one unit he does excellent work, and every time I see him, I, you know, I always got to give him some feedback. I say, "Wow, that's incredible." One of the things that some of these carpenters do on some of these military bases is they have to actually produce products that resemble historically the the products that was put on a building years ago, sometimes 40, 50 years ago. Because you're not going to go into Home Depot or Lowe's and pull out a door off the shelf that resembles a door that was actually built, that was actually made 50 years ago. The, the craftsmanship is not there. All you're going to do is just get a plain door. But some of these carpenters, they can actually replicate something that was actually produced 50 years ago. And it's such a beautiful work. So I always got to go ahead and give them compliments. I'm like just totally amazed at what they do. And I'm not their supervisor, but I just I, I just get blown away by the quality of work that they do. So give feedback to people. Perception. Think about your perception with, with, that you're giving to people when, when someone is talking and communicating. Do, do you look, are you constantly looking down on your, your cell phone? Or are you actually actively listening to someone when they're communicating? You know, you have your, your head up, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're looking at the person that's communicating. You know, your perception. People actually, I, I, I've given so many talks to, to hundreds of people. And I can see, I can see some folks, right, they're constantly on their, on their Facebook, constantly on their cell phone. But some folks are actually paying attention. And some folks, you know, they, they give me some good eye contact. They, they actually show me that they're actually listening and really interested in what I'm communicating to them. So think about your perception. Think about what, how people perceive you when you're communicating. I'm sure I probably missed a lot of things about barriers to communications. Uh, like I said, sometimes there's physical barriers. Some of the physical barriers that we have is probably a remote locations. Sometimes com computers don't work that well. I, I remember one time, right, where I was stationed at a unit that if I were to go ahead and send out an email to this other unit, their computer system would not recognize it and would not accept the message. There's physical barriers. There's network barriers. So th there's so many different things that can hinder effective communications. So think about it today. How many times, how many different ways did you use to communicate 
what you're trying to get across to your staff. Did you just send out a memo? Did you send out a text message? Oh, maybe you updated Facebook for, for your, your business, your unit, so that they can keep abreast to all the changes that's happening in, in your organization. Here's an idea that's really kind of novel here. Sometimes you may have to just get out and actually meet people face-to-face -face and actually communicate. You know, get out, shake some hands, talk to people, make some eye contact, get to know them, get, they get to know you, build that trust that people need for effective communications. So think, think about all the different ways that you can actually communicate to people and see what works best. I'd like to thank you very much for listening to my podcast today. And as always, if you'd like to write me an email, my email address is leadershipinmotion036 at gmail.com. And as always, take the lead today for a better tomorrow. This has been Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Please subscribe to our podcast.